Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns, and I am here today with Mr. Paul Eastwood. We're back. We are. <laughs> How's it going, Paul? Uh, good. I'm glad that you had a chance to get away. And, I did. Uh, it's good to be back to, again, just having some conversations here. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, this is our last in our series on rejecting Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it's a series I've really enjoyed. I think we've had some great conversations and heard some great teaching around this. Uh, and this one you preached out of John 6. You were you were talking a little bit about uh, the ways that the crowds started rejecting Jesus near the end of his teaching ministry. Um, some of the things he said were just hard, and people walked away. And then Jesus turned to the disciples and said, are you going to walk away too? And they say no. Um, but I mean, we, we, you taught us a little bit from this about how often people do um, yeah. walk away. Often they find it offensive. As you were prepping this message, what's something that stuck out to you? Yeah, so yeah, this prepping um, this message, I actually had a chance to have some a conversation with some friends about this this very topic, and it was really interesting as we were kind of mulling over this passage because it's a very classic sort of idea and uh, a passage anyway. It's it's it is the example of when people started walking away from Jesus because this mm-hmm. was one of those moments where people were like, okay, I'm out, I'm done, yep. and all of a sudden the trajectory of, of his ministry changes entirely. Yeah. And from chapter six, the end of chapter six on, um, he's getting less and less and less followers until he eventually goes to the cross. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's only after the death and resurrection that the church begins to build back up again. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so there was a lot of things that really uh, struck, struck me as I was thinking about it. Uh, perhaps the biggest one is just how hard the teaching of Jesus truly is. Hmm. And it's not hard in the sense that it's, um, it's not easy to, you know, sort of like if he, if he says something, we can read it on a page and we can, we can, you can sort of uh, assimilate that into your mind. But what I'm talking about is more taking what we know and then taking our experiences and trying to fit them together, hmm. you know, and, uh, so as, as a follower of Jesus, I am told that, you know, to be, you know, thankful and joyful always and, and to receive this peace that surpasses all understanding. And yep. then in my experience, it's like, okay, but there are times when I don't feel peace. And yeah. so how do I marry those two things up? I, mm. I believe what Jesus says about peace, but in my life, I'm still trying to find it. And, and what I wanted to do on Sunday was really authentically wrestle with this idea that this is not easy. It's mm. hard. And yeah. I think... It, it's hard in the one hand, and, and again, I don't want to overstate this either, but it's simple on the other hand, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of what it means to follow Jesus is actually quite simple. But in practice, as we're working through some of these things, it becomes difficult. And it, it becomes difficult, if, if we're honest, I think, Dave, it becomes difficult because of us. Yeah. Because of our own uh, tendency to keep shifting away to our own ideas yep. or shifting away to what makes sense or shifting away to religious structures mm-hmm. or shifting away. You know, we've talked about all these different things over the last few weeks, shifting away to money, shifting away to customization, all those different things. Yeah. So I, I yeah, it, you said, what did it, what struck me most? <laughs> uh, you know, I got I think what struck me most is that um, I think we need to be reminded as followers of Jesus that, that it's hard and it's okay to be hard. Yeah. And yeah. it, it is really hard. Um, what you said is, I think, really true. It's On one hand, it's easy to understand, right? Right. There are things that Jesus says that we're like, well, you read it on the page, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, and yet to actually live them, to actually yeah. like internalize them and let them to become, allow them to become part of who we are is really, really hard. Yeah, and, and to give you a quick example, so in this, in this passage, uh, chapter 6, there's this whole passage before where Jesus is talking about the bread from heaven and mm-hmm. 
there's all this like imagery and he's using very particular language, but then he's talking about unless somebody eats my flesh and drinks my blood and all of this thing. And so when we read this, when we get to verse 60 that says the disciples heard this and they said, this is hard teaching, mm-hmm. I think some of us assume that they hear all of this and they're confused by it all and they think, oh, this is really weird and whatever. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think quite the contrary. I think they knew exactly what Jesus was saying. Hmm. I think that they understood better than we can today. They understood what it meant to sacrifice something and then consume that animal um, oftentimes the sacrifice was consumed by, by people and, and it was understood that they were literally taking on the, the, the God that they were sacrificing to. Yep. So this was, was not a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. I think they understood that he was saying essentially that he was being sent by God, that yep. he was going to be a sacrifice, that, that it wasn't just about his miracles, but he was actually going to do something different inside of us that we all needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason they walked away was because it was offensive and yep. it was, they understood it. Yeah. They just found it hard to actually, you know, sort of move towards it. It was much easier to walk away in those cases. Yeah. And often it seems like we can and choose to do kind of theological acrobatics to, totally. to get around things and to get into things, right? You know, did did Jesus really mean you yeah. you can't have sex until you're married? Or, or yeah. you know, did, did he really mean we should sell everything we have? Like, wh- what do we do with that? You know, yeah. well, as long as I'm generous with what I've got, maybe I'm fine. Um, and yet there's this, this huge tension here. And that's what makes it hard, right? Right. And what makes it hard is our own tendency mm-hmm. to start twisting things to try yeah. to line them up with what we're doing. Yeah. And that's what makes it so difficult. Yeah. You, you had a quote from Tim Keller that you read early on in the sermon. Could you read it again for, for us here? Yeah. Uh, well, he, what he said was um, it, that it's only when God says things that upset us, uh, it's only those moments that we actually know we have a real God and not one that we've created in our mind. Um, you know, I think that oftentimes we we get upset when we read something in the Bible and we say, this upsets me. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite right. It's not how I see the world. It doesn't line up with our culture's idea about this particular thing. And it seems a little backwards or it seems a little different. Yep. But if we don't have those moments where we question because of something that's upset us when we read it, mm-hmm. then it's very it's it's very possible that we've just created a God in our own mind. We've created yeah. something that fits better with what we believe. Yeah. So how do we how do we live in this tension? I mean it seems to me there are some things, um, some things that we're offended by, which are good to be offended by, right? There's even in religious structures, in the ways that uh, religion and power can be tied together, things that Jesus speaks against. There are, th- there are things in our churches, misinterpretations that at times we think, yeah, that's that's probably not right. And there are things going on in culture that that obviously we can get offended by. They're not in line with the way of Jesus and what it is to live like him. And then there are times when we shouldn't get offended or, or maybe we need to take our own offense at something and say, oh, maybe I need to reevaluate myself. Maybe Jesus is calling me to something that is really offensive um, or at least offensive in my current worldview. How do we, how do we live in that tension? How do we discern that? Um, it's a good question. I think that one of the things we have to recognize, and I hope this answers the question, is that I think we have to recognize that the sincerity of our belief doesn't make something true or not true. Okay. So for instance, if, if I really believe that a stop sign, you know, if a stop sign that has white around the outside means that I don't actually have to stop, I can just roll through it. Mm-hmm. I can sincerely believe that, but yep. it's not the truth. I'm yep. still going to get a ticket if I go through that stop sure. sign. Um, 
what I mean by that is I think that we 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 shouldn't be judging what we read uh, based on our our own um, sort of understanding of it or our own you know really very uh, deeply held belief about that particular issue and mm. and make that the the standard of whether something is true or not. Yeah. So if I read through the Bible and I've come across something that I disagree with. Um, if I entrench myself in that position and say, I completely disagree with this, I completely disagree that way. And, 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 and yep. so what that means is that's not true. Uh, I think we have to be careful with that. What I would say is how do we deal with the tension? If we come across something that we don't understand or we disagree with, mm-hmm. that's a place where we need to dig in, yep. ask lots of questions, recognize that people have different opinions on them, start working through some of those different things rather than just assuming that we have the answer. Hmm. Um, and I, and I think that we need to be very humble with the way that we approach some of these things, yeah. but also recognize the same way that Peter did is that if not this, then what, you know, if, hmm. in, and, and Peter went at the end when he, when Jesus said, Hey, are you going to go to, you, you don't agree with this either. Yeah. And his response is, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. You, you've got it all, Jesus. Like yeah. you, you're the answer. So why would I go somewhere else? So I would just say that what, there are places where we need to push in. Because anytime you're reading something and then interpreting it, there's going to be differences. Some people are going to have differences. And so we need to get to a place where we keep fighting through those things, hold Mm -hmm. on to our ideas loosely, uh, but then also not just simply dismiss things because they make Mm -hmm. us uncomfortable. Sure. Sure. How, I mean, this is, this is great. And it's obviously it's quite challenging to do. Um, I think it's important to do it in community, as you're saying, like when we run into these things that we find offensive, um, maybe ask someone who knows you well, ask someone who, who knows the Bible better than you do. Um, and, and say, what am I, what am I missing here? Am I, am I misunderstanding the scripture? Am I rightly understanding the scripture and misunderstanding the systems around me? Like what, what is this? So do it in community. Definitely. Um, but even this, we're talking very kind of personal internally. What do we do, uh, when we see someone around us going through this journey? What do we do when, when friends, I mean, I've, I've had friends who have come to the conclusion, um, in my mind that the followings of Jesus, they're too offensive. They're, they're not right. They're not in line with their own ideals. Um, so they, they walk away, they walk away from the church. They walk away from holding the Bible in high regard. How do we journey with those people graciously, lovingly, and encourage them back to this? The only way that we would say is Jesus. Well, that's a great question. And I think that's one that we all should wrestle with because I think that we've all been in those situations where someone has come to us and, and, and you can tell they're drifting mm-hmm. that you can tell that, you know, they're having some kind of a crisis of faith and they're moving away slowly and, and you're watching it happen. It's like yeah. a car crash in slow motion. And you're like, I can't stop this. Um, and I, and I think, I think the, where we need to press in, in those moments, well, there's two things. I think number one, we need to be more convinced ourselves that Jesus is who he said he was. Okay. And so I think part of this is getting to know him better, working hard to get him to know him better. Mm-hmm. The, the second thing, though, I would say um, is, uh, is, is that I think it, it's, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is really hard. Yeah, I, I just think, I think that the, the, so first getting to know, the second thing I think is that we need to answer in a similar way that, that, uh, that Peter did and, and ask the question, okay, if not him, then what? And I would, I would say that when you come across someone who's in that place 
keep pushing the other side. Okay. What are you believing in? So mm-hmm. if it's not about, if it's not that, then what is it? Are, yep. do you, are you, are you, is it about you? Is it about your money? Is it about, you know, in, in all honesty and sincerity, try to find that and mm-hmm. understand it. It's not about being critical of that individual, but just recognizing, I think some people believe that either I believe in Jesus or it's nothing, yep. but that doesn't happen. It's either I believe in Jesus or I believe in something else. Yeah. So what is it that you believe in? Yeah. And I think we all walk around with a certain measure of cognitive dissonance, which is this, um, often we, we hold a belief and then either our life, our life doesn't reflect that, or we hold a contrary belief without it really knowing it. Uh, and I think this happens for, for everyone to an extent, right? I say I'm following Jesus and there are parts of my life that probably don't reflect that like they should. Uh, and, and this is a call to, to lean into this, but people who aren't following Jesus also hold this, right? This, this belief that, that we are neutral, that we have the, the corner on being able to interpret things that, that I know better than everyone who's gone before me, right? There, there are problems with this. Um, and asking good questions and journeying with people in a, in a gracious and loving, relational kind of way can be really helpful. Um, can be really helpful even for our own journeys of faith and asking ourselves, you know, do I, does my life reflect that I believe Jesus in these ways? Um, so I, I think that, yeah, just being aware of some of those things and, and uh, journeying through them in relationship can be good and really hard. Uh, yeah. Especially with people who were born and raised in the church who, I mean, it, it's funny, right? We, you and I probably both have friends who have shared experiences, um, who were raised in good Christian homes, who, who went to church or youth group with us, who went to Bible school with us, who have since decided, no, I, it's not for me. Um, and how do you, you know, it, I, I don't, I don't have great answers either. It's just, it's, it's tough to watch. Yeah. I remember I had a really good friend of mine who, um, I, he was a co-counselor in the cabin that I was looking after when I was, you know, when I was uh, a kid and I was a counselor at a camp. And uh, this guy was completely on fire, you know, in terms of his faith. And we talk about being on fire, just really passionate. He was, he just loved Jesus and wanted to make sure everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. And I just watched him drift and it was sad. Like I, and I remember the very last time that I saw him, we had a really long, hard conversation. He said, you know, Paul, like, I just believe everything that I've, that I believe has just been rammed down my throat from my parents. Mm. And this was my upbringing. And, you know, I just, I'm just not there anymore. And, and he said all this. And then I remember him, I literally remember him getting on the go train because I was dropping him off and, um, and he disappeared. And it was like, that was it. That was the last time I talked to him. And the last time that, and I know that his, his journey has taken him in all kinds of different places. Now, I also know that our journeys are long. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, um, and that's, and that's important. But I think what you said earlier, I think is really important. You said that when you go to seek someone out, uh, seek someone out to help you work through some of these things, find someone who knows the Bible well, but also find someone who knows you well. Yeah. And I think that, I think that the, the, in those cases, the answer is not always a, you know, chapter and verse kind of thing. Oh, well, maybe you haven't considered this part of the Bible, or yeah. maybe it's, I think what the answer is in those cases is, you know, I think you're having a hard time with this because, you know, you're, you're, you just can't let go. And it's a, and that's something that I see in you and everything, like in other places in life, you know? And and if you can say that in a loving way and help people see that they're rejecting Jesus, not because of what he said, but because of what they, what's in their hearts and what's on their minds. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's something that, um, yeah, then, then I think that can be helpful. And, And this is where, um, I mean, this is where good theology can really help us, right? This is the importance of good yeah. hermeneutics. Uh, and hermeneutics, for those who don't know, is, is how we interpret the Bible. Um, and the Bible is a, 
a book full of lots of different books. And, you know, there's all kinds of good stuff to know there, uh, to learn. Um, all that to say, it can be easy at times to pull a verse out of somewhere and to say, I, I can get this to say what I want it to say. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we're dealing with the teachings of Jesus, I think, I think unless we come to the Bible with an openness and also a willingness to take it for what it is in its fullness, it can be easy to, to say, well, I don't like what that verse says, so I'm going to go somewhere else and find other examples that I like to interpret my own way. Um, and that, yeah, that, that can be a really dangerous practice, and that's where it's really helpful to have people in your life who, who again, know the word and know you and can say, maybe your problem here isn't, isn't that you don't understand this passage. Maybe your problem here is that you do understand this passage and you don't want it to be true. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard, it's yeah. a hard place to get to. Do you have any examples in your life of, of moments where you've, you've come to the Bible uh, and seen that reflected? Yeah. Something that, you know, something, um, that's a good question. I, you know, nothing comes to mind right off the top of my head, but I, I know that in having conversations with people. So like someone, I remember having a conversation with someone just recently who said, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, if we, you know, if we are earnestly praying for something, then, Uh you know, and, you know, we have faith, then, then Jesus will give it to us. And, you know, he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm earnestly praying for this thing, this, this situation to be resolved exactly like I want it. Mm. And it's not a bad thing. It's not about material things. It's, it's about relationships and it's really important. And Mm. like, doesn't God know how important this is to me? And, you know, the Bible says this, so why isn't this happening? And I, and I just was able to say to him, well, I don't think the Bible says that. I mean, the Mm. Bible, the Bible tells us not that, that Jesus, it's, as long as we're sincere about it, then he's going to give it to us. That's not, that's not true. I mean, yeah. when it's when we align ourselves with with Him, when we align, our, when we the better we know Him, the more in line we are. the The more t- we ask things, and He gives them to us because they're in line with His will and His purposes for our life. Yeah. And so, to me, it's it's those kinds of things where we can be redirected if we open ourselves up to community. If we don't, if we just, you know, are sitting there reading things that are getting us off track and saying, okay, I'm done and walking away without actually having a conversation with someone, there's a possibility that you're actually walking away from the one who has eternal life, the one who is the Holy One of God, right? Yeah. And that's what we would believe. And and that's where we would encourage you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This is, (laughs) again, this is, this whole rejecting Jesus thing is, it's really tough because it's, it's something that both um, lives inside of all of us and our kind of rebellious nature to fight against stuff. And it's something we, we watch in the people around us. And it's something I bet everyone who's listening to this uh, wrestles with both personally and relationally in some way. They've seen it played out both in, in our own lives and the lives of those around us. Any other thoughts? Any other, any other things you want to touch on? Any other things that as you studied this passage or thought through uh, even this whole series, are there, yeah. are there bits we left out? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to, because I'm, I'm, I, I think, you know, today as we've been talking, it's, it's, it's very kind of heady and we're sort of just yep. kind of talking around these issues. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think maybe the, the way to really kind of bring this back to something that's very applicable for all of us is to remember, you know, in this passage, when, when Jesus was talking to the disciples and they have this conversation at the end, when, um, after Peter makes this declaration, where are we going to go? I mean, you've got it all. We've come to know who you are. And then Jesus replies, have I not chosen you? Um, and there's a passage earlier that says that, you know, some of you have gone away and this for this reason, um, 
Um, this is why no one can come to the Father unless he has enabled them. And I think that that maybe what's really helpful in all of this is that we can get really worked up on our part and mm-hmm. what we can do and how we can figure it out. And what if we do this? And what if we practice this way? And what yep. if we do? And it's like, okay, take a deep breath. This is about what God has done for you, not what you can figure out or do for him. Hmm. And I think the reason that people reject Jesus is because we keep putting things in the way. Like we, we say, I want to put religion there. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to, to, to hang my life on a religious framework or, or I'd, I'd prefer to not give up quite as much or, or I'd prefer to figure it all out first or I'd prefer to have a customized version of this. Yep. And that's what makes it so difficult is that, is that we, we want to make it complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think we want ultimately to make it simple, but we make it complicated yeah. when the truth is that it's, you know, I'm a Christian today not because of anything that I've done, but I'm a Christian today because Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and he rose again. And because of that event, I am a follower of Jesus. Hmm. And and so I think sometimes getting out of our own heads, yep. getting a little bit of space, even hmm. in those times that are really difficult when things are going on that you just can't get your head around or you can't understand or you feel yourself drifting, it's like I need to just take a deep breath and recognize that I don't have all the answers. I'm probably not going to figure all of these things out, have every single question answered. I need to have, I need to trust. I need to dig back into the passages of scripture that tell me about who God is. Mm-hmm. And the more I recognize that Jesus was who he said he was, uh, the more peace I'm going to be able to feel through all of those, the angst and the suffering and the struggling that I'm going through. Hmm. Yeah. And, Come back to what Jesus said. Yeah. You got to, I mean, to know this, to understand this, to, to figure it out, even to rest in that truth, you, you have to, you have to come back and know what Jesus said. Absolutely. So I, I would, I think that's a great place to kind of leave us off for today. Yeah. Um, it can be hard. It can be offensive. It can be a wrestle sometimes, but spend time with Jesus. Don't stop fighting. Yeah. Right. The, the worst thing that we can do is just be apathetic and walk away and just say, I don't care. Yeah the better thing to do is to fight through it Mm -hmm. and be angry with God, be ticked off, you know, work it through with friends, work it through with him. And, and I think you'll find, you'll, you'll find yourself getting through it much more easily than, um, than just sort of giving up and walking away. For sure. Well, thank you, Paul. Uh, and thank you for those who have listened along. Uh, this has been a great series and I'm excited to dive into the next one and do some more podcasts. If you are listening and you think this has been great, but I had a question and they didn't quite get to it or, oh, I'd love to hear what Dave or Paul thinks about this. Uh, send one of us an email. Right. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to be able to uh, engage and, and uh, kind of work through some of those questions. Uh, and thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we hope to see you or you can hear from us, I guess, next week here on Postscript. Postscript.